You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Stop Viking Stop. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. And welcome in to Vikings Vetline, the most fan-friendly interactive show in Minnesota sports. Vikings Vetline on the Purple Daily YouTube channel presented by our friends over at Quick Trip. This is a show where we turn it over to you guys, get your thoughts on every single Vikings game. The way to get on the show is by emailing vikingsventline at gmail.com. And Declan, our wonderful executive producer, will try to get to as many people as possible within the next uh, hour or hour and a half. Keep it clean. We don't want to get fired. That's pretty much the only rule here on Vikings Ventline. But boys, the Vikings winning streak has hit five games. They start out red hot out of the gate at home against the Saints. They put up 20, they're up 24 3 at halftime. Joshua Dobbs is doing Joshua Dobbs things. And then uh, the second half, the offense slowed down a little bit. Saints were a good team, by the way. The Saints start to climb back into this game. And uh, the Vikings did what any reasonable team would do when Jameis Winston gets inserted as the backup quarterback. Judd's at U.S. Bank Stadium right now. You just let Jameis Winston do Jameis Winston things and just put up 50-50 balls and intercept them. So um, we'll get to all the Vikings fans here in a moment, but the Vikings are six and four on the season after starting one and four. Judd, uh, how are things out at U.S. Bank Stadium? But the vibe felt a little nervous in the second half on TV, but they emerged with a victory. Tale of two different halves because the the first half was absolutely all Dobbs and the defense and T.J. Hawkinson. And it felt like really relaxed, and and I, I tweeted this. It felt like a recess football game because Dobbs is just making up plays, it looks like. I mean, at one point, he's rolling right, and he looks, and I think he sees a bunch of Saints jerseys, so he just goes the uh, to his left instead. Yeah. Uh, the second half, though, definitely tailed off. And um, I don't know if it was a credit to the Saints or the Vikings play calling changing. It just felt like it was very different halves. But you know what? As you said, in the end, I think Jameis Winston actually got the Saints closer than Carr could have. But that being said, he also self-destructed in impressive fashion. Those last two picks, I have no idea what he was thinking. In both cases, (laughs) they were moving down the field. But, I mean, he's throwing it like there's – he basically threw a better Hail Mary pass with six seconds left in this game than he did on the two that got picked because they were just so incredibly stupid. Uh, but nonetheless, nonetheless, um, some questionable, definitely questionable decisions, including from uh, Kevin O'Connell in the second half. But this was fun. Um, just for future reference, when you're up and it's fourth and three and you are in the opposing team's territory, you don't need to try to kick a 54-yard field goal because that that miss by Joseph in the subsequent scoring drive really gave the Saints life and hope. And what I don't get about that attempt is it's fourth and three. And by the way, if Joseph misses that kick, the Saints field position improves substantially. So I'm very confused 
by that. But to your point, Phil, five consecutive wins. Uh, Josh Dobbs' mania remains intact. And you know what I found out today? Ty Chandler can run the football. Oh, isn't it Ty Jack? Chandler. Ty you Chandler mean, can you run mean the football. the guy that runs a 4-3 40-yard dash who was a bell cow running back his last year in college? When you let him run? take the football, he can yeah, do some I, good things. Shocking. Did you realize that? Uh, I didn't until today. No, it's the first time his name has ever come up on this show currently. <laughs> I would yeah, say, so. you know, I know that I feel like I feel like the angst over why did things slow down in the second half has almost overtaken just some of the feel-good vibes of let's zoom out here for a second, folks. The Vikings today were playing with the fourth quarterback on their depth chart because Nick Mullins was the second quarterback, and he heard his back in practice, right? And then Jaron Hall. They're playing with the fourth quarterback on their depth chart a journeyman, mostly backup, who got here 11 days ago. No Justin Jefferson, no K.J. Osborne, no Cam Akers. T.J. Hawkinson, who had a marvelous game, despite every time he hit the ground, you could see, you could just feel the shooting pain going through his rib cage, like he's got this flak jacket on. So you're down all these weapons. You're still like the guy you're playing at quarterback right now is still like getting to know his teammates for the first time. And you put up 27 points? They put up 31 and 27 points in back-to-back wins over the Falcons and the Saints. And so I know that's like, oh, why did things slow down? Well, the Saints are a good team. They were favored by three going into this game. It's the best turnover defense in the NFL. They were probably going to show some fight in the second half and make an adjustment, right? So I think my biggest takeaway just right, right after this game ends is don't let the second half stalling of the offense make you not feel good about this win. This is a Great win for the Vikings in a game in which easily could have been a letdown after an emotional victory. The whole week was a media tour for Joshua Dobbs and Kevin O'Connell, and they put it all behind them, and they beat the Saints 27-19 at home today. So, Dex, what are your thoughts coming off this game? Yeah, I, I, I have a couple hot takes in the chamber that I have written down for, obviously, the Monday edition, and we'll, we'll see what, uh, what, what the gunslinger and myself decides to fire for that bullet. But it, it was just... Very strange to me that that game was mostly on cruise control in the first half. And honestly, there was a little bit of these Vikings and Saints games play like this a lot. Vikings get up to a comfortable lead, and then the Saints come marching back. The Vikings shoot themselves in the foot with conservative play calling or just ineffective plays. Um, And that's just kind of how these have gone from the Minneapolis Miracle to the uh, Kirk Dagger to Thielen. Uh, It just kind of goes like that for these two teams. But I thought Kevin O'Connell's P.J. Fleck basically uh, t- type of coaching in the second half almost cost them this game. But at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of leaning more towards Phil and having more of the level-headed approach of, hey, you just picked up your fifth straight win. If the Lions lose today, you're a half game back of the division lead, which is also yeah. bonkers. Dude. So at the end of the day, I think there's still more positives outweigh these negatives. Yes. Dude, this was, this was a, I think this was a really good win today. And okay, maybe if they had, you know, scored an extra touchdown or second uh, or something in the second half, you feel a little bit better about it. But hey, before we get to a bunch of Vikings fans, Judd, let's tell the audience about Quick Trip and why uh, we enjoy ourselves a trip to the best gas station and convenience store in the Twin Cities and beyond. Yep, absolutely. It's because it is your place, as we've been talking about for uh, weeks now, for one-stop shopping, as Phil said, gasoline, breakfast, lunch, dinner, uh, the great Karuba Coffee, and also your place to win. In fact, how about this? The Gatorade Border Battle Sweepstakes is on right now. Purchase any Gatorade product with Quick uh, Trip Rewards to be automatically entered. Chance to win two group cabin suite tickets to the 
New Year's Eve game between the Vikings and Packers right here at U.S. Bank Stadium. The prize pack includes a one-night standard hotel accommodations and a Quick Trip gift card. No purchase necessary. Just go to quicktrip.com slash sweepstakes. That's quicktrip.com slash sweepstakes for full details of how to be here on New Year's Eve to watch the Vikings in a game I'm guessing they're going to be favored against the Packers. Packers lose again today. Yes, they uh, they did. They lost at home, right, to the Steelers nope. today? Was at it Pittsburgh. in Pittsburgh? So in Pittsburgh today. Um, and thank you guys for hanging out with us here on Vikings Frontline. If you haven't already, please click that subscribe button and the like button on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. And away we go. Declan, who's first out of the gate? All right, let's go to Jason to start us off here. Hey, Jason, what's up, man? You're on Ventline. Hey, fellas. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Uh, so I just had a couple things. First of all, shout out to all the veterans and their families, um, you know, and their sacrifices that they gave. And this is the time that we need to recognize them. So, um, but I just had a couple things. First of all, what, how fun is it to watch Dobbs? I mean, some of those plays, Kirk will just sit in that pocket and just take the rush and just go down. And then Dobbs is just fighting for his life out there, gets extra yards, makes extra plays. It just opens up our play action. And, uh, you know, the defense has to account for not only Madison or not whoever, Chandler, whoever, but they have to account for Dobbs and play play pass defense. So it's just so fun to watch that. Um, and then I kind of had sort of, I don't know if it's really a hot take, you know, maybe Lawyer Chase needs to chime in on this one. But I just think our uh, our cornerbacks are getting a bad rap. I mean, I think they're playing, I mean, today, last few weeks, they've been playing just out of their mind. But they get a bad rap. They you know, we blitz, I think the stat was 54% of the time, you know, there's yeah. games where we blitz 80% of the time and they're left out on an Island. You know, when you blitz, you leave those guys just on their own, you know, whether they're playing zone or man. And, you know, I just think they're fighting for their life. They get a bad rap. I think Murphy gets a bad rap, but um, yeah, it's just, it's just fun to see this team playing now. Just, you know, caution to the wind. Let's just go at it. Yeah. It's uh, Jason. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. His Dobbs point is spot on. That first half was as much fun as I've had watching a regular season, just you know, week ten type of game yeah. as I've had in ages, ages. I I would liken it. They're not the same player, but I would liken the enjoyment to watching Keenum because it's just like they're they're making plays from nothing. Now Case could scramble, but he can't run like Dobbs can. But it's just so much fun to see a quarterback who and look. Okay, I'm about to say something that's going to sound like just say it, dude. Just say it. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's so much fun to watch a quarterback who does not tense up in a moment, who is not tense, who is playing free, easy. At times, I think is doing his own thing. So, like that's that's the difference. I think in the enjoyment of a pocket passer who knows what he is supposed to do and almost has to do to have success. And Dobbs, who, again, on one play, is literally rolling right. He's a dead duck. He knows it and says, screw it. And he just reverses and goes left. That's fun to watch. Yeah. And he's like, I mean, it's kind of crazy. I didn't know how mobile he was. Like, I knew he was a mobile quarterback in college and, you know, saw some flashes with, was it Tennessee for a couple games last year and the Cardinals. You saw him running some touchdowns in with the Cardinals. But when you watch him on a play-by-play basis, that dude is crazy athletic. He has the second most quarterback rushing yards this year behind Lamar Jackson, which puts into con- like more than Jalen Hurts. Yeah. So and it's and it's a lot of they ran a couple called runs. They had one for a first down. The one at the end of the game, he just slipped on the turf. That would that would have ended the game. So they they had a couple little like 
called option plays for him, but I got to think that those are going to become even more prominent going forward. Yeah, the aerial view of his rushing touchdown uh, in the first half was insane. I mean, like when you were watching it on TV, it was impressive that he was able to juke around a little bit and roll, but this, the overhead view of that play is Lamar Jackson. Like it's a Lamar Jackson, Mike Vick in his peak, like insane scramble ability that not many people can just have that in their back pocket. Yeah. All right, let's get to uh, somebody else here. Vikings Ventline on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. All right, let's go to Matt next year. What's up, Matt? You're on Ventline. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, first time, I just wanted to get you guys' opinion on the Daniil Hunter penalty uh, where he got his helmet ripped off and then uh, he got called on the uh, illegal hands of the face. Uh, yeah, that great was game. super weird. Super yeah, just, weird. just looking to hear you guys' thoughts on that. Uh, thanks for having me on. First time on. Awesome. Almost, thanks, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Matt and Mankato. I think I'd love to see. They only showed like one replay of it, and they showed it from the angle where it was obvious that Hunter's helmet popped off, but we didn't like, we didn't see what the officials saw with Daniil putting hands in face. But yeah, I don't know how a play can finish and two guys are hand fighting. One guy's helmet gets ripped off, and he's the one that gets called. And then I think that went on to be a Saints touchdown drive. So. You know, that was a huge, huge play that kind of kept the Saints in that game. So, I don't know. I'd like to see another look at it, but it just, it did feel suspicious and weird that that was a penalty on Daniel Hunter. Well, and on the um, on the Chandler 32-yard touchdown run, Brian O'Neill was called for holding, but I couldn't tell if he held or the Saints guy almost like went into him and tackled him. That that was all, that was also a very close call there. And, was, and if... Yeah. The Vikings score there, I think it goes to 34 to 19 at that point, and the game's basically done. But that was a, like, I'm not saying it was a terrible call, but I'm not sure I saw what the officials saw. It was, uh, I, I think it was a hold on O'Neill because he had, it was a classic veteran move where, okay, oh, moment. It was like a Kent Herbeck, uh, yeah, guys coming in play at first base. Oh, he's coming into me. I'm just going to fall over. Yeah. But he had, he clearly had his hand on the defender's back as he was kind of pulling him down. It almost worked. It almost worked. Chandler. It was very explosive. Yes. Let's go to Tom next year on Ventline. Hey, Tom. What's up, man? Tom. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Hey, how we doing, guys? Skull. What's up, Tom? Hey, how about that game? Hey, shout out to News Resource. Oh, Oh, was a good pub. This is Nikki. Nikki. Hey, Dex, you guys got to make sure you uh, send me an address. I can get you guys a gift. I make these plaques. That's a nice. before I That's die awesome, plaque, man. dude. That is incredible. Yeah, yeah. I'll wow. come hang it up for you, Dex. Because shoot us an email. Like <laughs> yeah, we can put it up. Right I'll come hang Dex's it up head. for you, Dex. Thanks, buddy. Hey, um, so uh, we got to extend the Neil Hunter. We got to get that guy under contract. He is a huge game changer on the defense. We got to keep that guy. How about that trick play with Ty Chandler motioning out Dobbs direct snack to uh, Chandler? right into the end zone, bada-bing, bada-boom. There's your creativity with KOC, which leads me to my next point. You know, Kurt's not coming back. I just don't think he's coming back, you know. With with KOC, he's comfortable and he's confident. You can tell he's confident. He's loving the – he's loving the – uh what's going on on the sideline, even with all the injuries we've had, he can keep the team together. It's, it's, it's great. I love KOC, uh, bright, bright things in the future guys. I love you guys. Love the show. Thanks for everything you guys do. Make sure you guys send me an address 
so I can get these. Love two. that. Dude. I have three of them waiting for you guys. Oh my god, I dude, that's amazing. For you guys, Nutrisource. Hey, Skull, let's go, baby. Hey, go Chargers. Beat awesome. the Lions. Beat the Lions. Let's go, go. Tom. Thanks for coming on, dude. Great. We can stuff, connect man. with Tom via email. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, there you go. Josh Dobbs is Josh Dobbs just got here a week and a half ago. So all of this is is a testament to Kevin O'Connell too of like okay you can just kind of bring a guy in who like he's got to be a certain level of talent but you can just kind of bring a guy in and the Vikings are going to score 31 points and 27 points and you know there's there's really no reason to be paying top of the market money for a quarterback if you can get a quarterback in here who makes a lot less and spend the other resources so right now now we'll see like if Dobbs falls on his face and the Vikings don't draft a quarterback in the first round or something a lot can change in the next six to eight months, but the better they play without Kirk Cousins, the less they need Kirk Cousins, 36 years old, coming off an Achilles, unless he wants to come back on a really team-friendly contract, right? Why, why would you want a pocket passer now, though? Like we've seen, and the first half, I loved. Now, now I think O'Connell tried to rein it, it in a little bit in the third and fourth quarters, which I would advise him not to, to do. When Dobbs scored that crazy touchdown, I watched O'Connell, and he's just, like, shaking his head, like, smiling, like, what the heck was that? But it, but it scored. Um, but after what we've seen through two games, why would you want a quarterback who can't run? It, so make, it, it would make no sense. Yeah, I mean, and look at, you know, look what's happening with, like, Mac Jones in New England. You know, okay, things yeah. get a little foggy. You know, you don't have, like, maybe your weapons are hurt. If there's not another way to gain first downs and score touchdowns, then it just becomes a lot tougher in today's NFL. But I think in the second half, I think, I mean, Dennis Allen's a defensive coach. There's some good players on that defense. The Saints secondary is one of the best secondaries in the NFL going into the game. And you're playing without two of your top three wide receivers and your tight ends hobbled. And he's probably getting more hurt as the game's going on. That's one thing I'd like to know. I mean, TJ Hawkinson looked like he was in severe pain a couple times. It might be in the second half that, hey, defense adjusted. Our quarterback's only been here for 11 days. Our weapons are depleted. They've just kind of got our number right now in the second half. So let's just land the plane right. without doing anything stupid. That's That was the sense I got. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that that's why I actually didn't like the fourth and three call because that was, that was becoming conservative when you shouldn't. Like this, this is a game where, and this was up to O'Connell, you got to put your, the foot on the gas and put it to the floor and end them. And you sort of were like, eh, I don't know about that. But anyway, my grand point is this. After what we've seen in two games, why would you want O'Connell to have a quarterback who is even a good one-trick pony? Because that's what, that's what Kirk is. He's a good one-trick guy. I'd far prefer a guy that can complete passes. Dobbs is not Kirk, but you know what? He can complete passes. We saw that. And most importantly, he can take off. Like, I, I think that is so huge in today's game. Let's keep it rocking here. Vikings Ventline, Purple Daily YouTube channel. All right, let's go to Nate next year. Nate, what's up, man? You're on Ventline. I'm feeling pretty good, man. How about those Vikings going up to uh, six and four, five in a row? Not a lot of teams can say that recently. But, um, you know, I'm hearing a lot of people say, you know, KOC's play calling in the second half, you know, too conservative. You know, it almost cost us the game. I'd love to almost lose the rest of the games in the season. I'd love to almost lose a few playoff games. You know, isn't the goal to almost lose the Super Bowl? But, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, you look back at it and people say it'll be a, a trend for KOC, that conservative play calling in the second half of games where we're up big. Packers game last year, the Bears game last year, this game. They won all three of those games. So, I mean, it is uncomfortable. And it's not always the 
easiest on the nerves. But hey, if he's winning, I don't see a problem with it. Yeah, the most. Thank you for coming in here, Nate. The most conservative was probably the third and ten draw play, where that that was like a true waving of. They literally said, "We're just gonna punt it right back to you because we think Jameis Winston's gonna throw a pick," and they were right. Give Jameis Winston and if give Jameis Winston ten to fifteen throws, he's throwing at least one interception, probably two, to that defense. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yes. Who's next on Vikings vent line? Let's go to Brady next year. Brady, what's up, dude? Brady, Ooh, wow, repping the brand a little before oh, I Brady. die. I love it, dude. Old school before I die. That, that's an original mm-hmm. can. Very nice, Brady. I uh, fair disclaimer. I tried to collect them, so being over in Oakland, nice. Wisconsin, don't get much of the before I die. But I got four bullet points. First one, uh, Josh Dobbs, not as great as Kirk Cousins. I think we can all agree on that. Mm-hmm. But was it not great to get that exciting new fresh of life? Pocket collapses, you see it, play breaking down. You go, typical Viking fan, hey, here's the play done. Oh, hey, here we go, extend it. My wife's really not into the football, and she goes, wow, can we really extend plays after the pocket collapse? I go, yep, that is the thing. He's a huge Josh Allen fan, so it was kind of nice to see her get into that. Um, two, Ty Chandler looked really good with limited snaps. Um, number three, KOC. It was awesome to see him not only prioritize Josh Dobbs in the limited snaps in the practice week, but to get Ty Chandler, third string running back, in wildcat formation to take snaps to get a touchdown. That kind of blew my mind. Kind of cool to see a Viking running back do that. Um, last thing, most important, God bless uh, Veterans Day this Sunday. Uh, thanks. That's out there. God bless. And Skull Bikes, six and four, number seven seed. Let's go. Awesome, man. Brady, nice, thanks Brady. for coming Thank in. You. Great stuff from Brady. <laughs> Repping that. That's surly. Let's keep it rocking here. Get some good yeah. momentum here with our Bentline guests. All right, let's go to Cody next here. Hey, All Cody, right. what's up, dude? Oh, good day to watch Vikings game, right? But I want to start off by saying this. We do not have a kicking problem, just to get Phil and Judd going. Also, I think the reason why the Saints even had a chance in this game is because I think we went so one-dimensional on offense, just trying to run the ball, run the ball. I get that you got a lead, but put them down, you know. get Just keep scoring. Beat, beat them down mentally on uh in the game so they don't try and score anymore you know just beat them down make make them give up um also uh, what was i gonna say uh ty chandler i obviously needs to play more than madison i think wong Wu looked all right too even though he only got a couple plays but to me chandler's the number one gotta be the number one and i'll shut up now and let you talk awesome but... <laughs> man, Cody. yeah thanks for coming on Good cody, stuff, cody. And I think we saw. Good. Oh, I I was good. I think in the second half, we also saw what's going to be the solution here, which is Chandler on third down is coming out of the game, which, by the way, I'm fine with. So he can't block. Okay. Um, And and that is when. So, like, that defines to me a role for Ham. Ham's going to come in. He's rarely going to touch the ball. That's also fine. And he's going to block. That's fine. And he'll be a checkdown outlet. Yep. Yeah, for, which, which, again, all of which works. Um, but the fact that Chandler and the first Wang Wu carry, we saw this too, and here's the difference. Madison can bounce outside 
but he doesn't put his foot in the ground at all. You watch Chandler, literally, and and Kane can do the same thing. I don't think he, he's as good a back, but anyway, both those guys, if they're outside zone, they put their foot in the ground, and they're going to get yards. You know, they're not going to go sideways, out the side. They're going to get some yards, and to me, that's what I want. I want a running back. It, I want a running back who makes, if I run play action, a threat instead of an empty promise. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Ty Chandler, by the way, so after a fast start, the Saints defense just bottled up the Vikings running game, so he did finish with just three yards a carry, 15 carries for 44 yards. Madison was about three and a half yards a carry, eight carries for 27, and the Wangu had his... Only two carries, I think, of the season so far with the two for for nine. So at the end of the day, the Vikings with the eight carries by Dobbs, they ran the ball 33 times for a buck 24, 3.8 yards per carry, but they landed the plane. That's all that you really could ask in the second half. And then they get another week of practice. You got what, the Broncos right now on Sunday night football next week? But this makes the run game a threat. Like, that's my thing. It has to become a threat, and it is now. It's yep. a threat. With Cousins and and Madison, it was an empty promise. So, yep. like, I actually like the fact that they're going to now go into games and teams say we have to be careful of the Vikings' run. Because guess what? Two weeks ago, nobody said that. Yeah, Madison, uh, it's been two calendar years since he's ripped off a 20-yard run. So. Now Chandler, it's not like he has a bunch, but he run, runs a four three forty, so a little more confident. He's had a couple that have been called back because of penalties, so maybe he can get one that stands up. Let's keep it rocking here on Vikings Ventline decks. All right, let's go to Hawk for the win. What's up, dude? Here on Ventline, this guy looks like TJ. I might yes, be TJ Hawkinson. This is actually TJ Hawkinson right he here. <laughs> right. He's calling in from the locker room. Um, First off, congrats. It's uh, been watching for a couple of years. It's really hard to get on now because you got a whole bunch of other purple listeners and watchers. So congrats on the show doing so well. Um, two questions for you. One short-term, one long-term. Short-term question. Uh, wife and I are going to the Packers-Viking game on New Year's Eve. Besides Surly, do you have any must-stop locations in Minneapolis? Because it's been a while since I've been. We have to shout out our friends, okay, at Three Jack, legitimate awesome place in the North mm-hmm. Loop. And Park Tavern in St. Louis Park, if you're staying downtown, that's a short Uber ride. So I would start with those two for sure because they, they're great for us. We legitimately, all of us, go to those places on a regular basis. Um, sure. if, if you're looking, like, in the Minneapolis area, too, there's some cool, like, if you wanted to go to, like, the Four Seasons has, like, a winter sort of, uh, like, cabin setup on one of their levels. The Hewing Rooftop is great for, like, skyline viewing. I would recommend that. My wife and I were there a couple nights ago getting a couple cocktails. So that's a pretty good list to, to start with, I would say. And St. Anthony, Maine, the Brit, the old brick street from like the 1800s, go to St. Anthony, Maine and, and stare at the stadium from across the river. Sounds good. I don't know. We'll stop at plenty of quick trips along the way. There's no shortage of quick trips. <laughs> right. yes. um, Get that crew of coffee. Long, 
one long-term question doesn't need an answer now, but just could be food for thought for the week. I'm having just as much fun as everybody else in here on the Josh Jobs experience. I'm just wondering, is this another 2017 case Keenum where do we find out, is this a lot of fun? And then what if next year, or do you actually bring them back and see if it's sustainable? Um, other than that, again, thanks for having me on. I'll turn my time to everybody else and you guys, but food for thought. Is this another case Keenum experiment? Well, the, the, there's so much irony in what's happening right now in that they might, I mean, they're six and four. They might get into the playoffs. Maybe they win a game, which Judd has kind of said it feels like they might win a playoff game this year. But then they get beat. And at the end of the season, they might look around and say, boy, we got a defense that gets after opponents. We got some good young players flying around the ball. We got weapons on offense. You know what we need is the fun. We don't trust this backup quarterback to do it again next year, just like they said with Kate, Kate, with uh, Case Keenum in 2017. Kirk, Kirk was, Cousins was supposed to be the thing that got them over the top in 2018. Yeah. Could they turn back to Kirk in 2024 and say, we, all we need is Kirk Cousins to be the final piece to this puzzle? First of all, in fairness to Dobbs, it's way too early to diagnose that because uh, I've thought the exact same thing, but he's played two games now or parts of, of two games one full game and came in in relief early on of Jaron Hall against the Falcons. So I think it's far too early to diagnose it. I, I would say you can look at this if you're a Vikings fan in two ways. One is enjoy the ride because if this is a uh, glass slipper like Keenum was, it was still a lot of fun. Yes, it did end with a, a level of heartbreak, not the worst in my opinion because we've seen worse. But anyway, yeah. but the other thing is – if you're looking for a long term, you can sink your teeth in. It's this. It looks like O'Connell has the secret sauce to develop quarterbacks and to get the most from them. With Keenum, once he, he was gone, they literally turned to Kirk because they had no answers from an inside the building standpoint. They didn't feel that, that they knew how to draft a quarterback. They didn't feel uh, clearly that they could identify one. And so they went and got a guy that had been self-made or made in Washington. Now, I think the hope is it doesn't have to be Dobbs. The hope is this. If O'Connell is as good with quarterbacks as he looks, you can find one who can now, for probably a much less expensive Kirk Cousins, can develop under O'Connell. So I think that, I, I think one, right now, this is fun. That's awesome. But two, I have a lot more uh, confidence in the people in that building, namely Kevin O'Connell know what they're looking at, which I would argue the Spielman, Spielman and really, I mean, e even Brad to a certain degree, but certainly Frazier and Zimmer, they never knew quarterback-wise exactly what they were looking at. Yeah. Let's keep it rocking here on Vikings Ventline Purple Daily YouTube channel. Uh, let's go to Ray next year. What's up, Ray? How are you? What's man? up, guys? Thank you so much for having me on. First time Dude. venter. Love the content. You guys are amazing. Dude. Uh, yes. A uh, couple positive things to throw out, couple critiques, and then I want to leave you guys with a question. Similar question to the last caller. Two pieces of positive things to call out, Brian Flores. Whatever we have to do to keep this guy in purple and gold, do it. If that is a raise, if that is making him the assistant coach, that guy is amazing to watch. We need to retain him for as long as possible. TJ Hawkinson, the grit that we saw from him today he was hurt every time he got hit, and he just played amazing throughout that first half. Yeah. So it was awesome to be able to rely on him. Two critiques. 
maybe a critique. This is painfully obvious. It's Ty Chandler time, guys. Whatever you want to call it. Burst, speed. Whenever the guy gets tackled at the line of scrimmage, it's always positive yardage. We cannot say the same thing for Madison. It is absolutely Ty Chandler time. Uh, Critique number two, whatever KOC's process is for what to challenge and what not to challenge, it needs some work. So whoever's giving him feedback on that, I think we need to work on that process. My question for you guys, okay? What would you guys need to see from Josh Dobbs to say, this is my quarterback of the future? Not just for 2023, not just 2024. What would it take for the Purple Daily team to commit to Josh Dobbs to say, this is my quarterback of the future? You guys are amazing. Skull, thank you so much for letting me on, guys. Ray, thank you, man. Appreciate you coming on here. So that feels like a fun topic to explore over like a full show at some point, maybe later this week. But I don't think there's anything he can do the rest of this season short of just a Patrick Mahomes level final seven games and a trip to the Super Bowl. Like, There's no way I'm signing him to like a crazy contract. If they keep winning, that's awesome. I think the contract I would be looking at, I brought this up to you guys on one of the shows last week, is the Geno Smith contract. I think we talked about this on Feedback Friday. That Okay, he plays well for a half season. It doesn't prevent you necessarily from drafting a quarterback that you love in the first or second round. But Geno Smith signed a three-year deal for $25 million a year, which is $30 million less per year than the top quarterbacks in the NFL. I think Geno ranks like 18th in average annual value for quarterback salaries. And it was like two years of guarantees. So if, if Geno flames out for the Seahawks, it doesn't prevent them from drafting a quarterback. They could... They could make him the backup in his second year on that contract. He'd be an expensive backup, but then you're done with the contract, right? So I would I would be looking for, hmm, okay, maybe maybe Josh Dobbs plays his way into like a Geno Smith situation, a Geno Smith contract. Now you know who your quarterback is in 2024. Doesn't prevent you from drafting somebody. Opens up some possibilities for bringing in other free agents because you're not spending you know top five money at that position. Kirk Cousins has had top three cap hits in three of the five years before this, a top five cap hit one of the other years. And the only two years that he hasn't had a top five cap hit, they've shoved money into like void years. So like this year, he's not a top five cap hit. Uh, He's like, I think he's just outside the top 10, but 28 million is being from accounting standpoint shoved into next year. So they're going to have to deal with that huge chunk, even if he's not the quarterback. So a Geno Smith contract is something to maybe watch. Let's keep it rocking here. Vikings Vent Line, Purple Daily YouTube channel. All right, let's go to, uh, is it Jared? Yes, sir. What's going Jared, what's on, up, fellas? What's going on, dude? Are we wearing the same? I've got the 1998 NFC Central. Yes, yes. Central. Is that what you have on, too? Central Division. That's yes, awesome. Do you like Central Division? <laughs> Let's go. Oh, funny thing there happened in 1998, too. Uh, they brought a backup quarterback in. Randall Cunningham, and they uh, and was, made and a nice little run. Yeah. yeah, right. You know, and, uh, you know, first off, you know, thanks, guys, for having me on. I've been a dedicated subscriber since, I think, 2018. You guys uh, definitely give me my purple fix every week, man. You know, therapy is like we all need. But uh, watching the game, man, it was, uh, it was definitely a, a reminder of what we could be 
if we actually, you know, split the philosophy up to now something different. And I, that's the thing I'm really excited about is this mid-season change in philosophy of how it can really shake up everybody that's game planning towards us. You know, as far as being able to have a mobile quarterback, I'm not going to lie, I was watching Dobbs from the beginning of the season because I was paying attention to the whole situation he had where he was trying to get himself a jersey after he was trying to get his own jersey. And they didn't yeah. have it. And I started paying attention. I was like, not be pretty not bad, not a bad quarterback as far as just you know from eye test. And then Lord behold, we get him, and then it's like sky's the limit with the type of offense that we can be able to have. But I'm not gonna lie, at, at halftime, I was like, is this gonna be the first dominant win we've had in about three years? <laughs> and then yeah. and just like we always do, true, true Vikings fashion, we make it close. But you know, it's it's exciting time. I mean, I think. One thing about us as a team, we always well our franchise, we always make it interesting in a lot in these kind of seasons. We don't want to get our hopes up too much though. You know how that goes. You know, we go we always get numb to these type of things. Yeah. But um, you know, I, I'm here for the ride, man. I'm able to I'm happy to see what we do. Um I'm a Kirk fan. I like Kirk, you know, but just like you said, Judd, this 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 possibility with a scrambling quarterback just shows what we can do as far as having KOC as an offensive mind. And you know. I think really as us as fans is, is, like you said, enjoy the ride. Don't think about next season until the offseason because Kirk not going to be available to next year to even discuss anything. Just enjoy what we can do right now, get everybody back healthy, and just see what KOC can work with this magic. The defense is lovely, though. I love everything it's, about Brian Flores. He brought the attitude that we was missing last year. I feel like if we just had that same aggressiveness, we would have been able to pull away in a lot of those games last year. And it's like that's what we needed, you know. So, you know, and hopefully – I'm a Kane Wongu fan. I don't know. I like Kane. I, I want to see him get some more chances just as a way of a change of pace. I like Ty, too. I like Ty. And I like Madison, but I like them in his role when we had Dalvin, you know, like being able to get stay in between the tackles. I think we put him outside the tackles too many times. He don't have the agility to get around that corner and, you know. So, you know, but I ain't going to hold you guys up. Thank you for having me. Uh, hopefully I can get back on, man, and yeah. score bikes, baby. Awesome, man. Thanks, Jared. Jared, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate you. Yeah. Hey, before we uh, keep rocking here, so uh, a few a few people have shouted out Nutrisource. So let's talk about Nutrisource for a second. It is the official dog and pet food of Purple Daily and Score North. And uh, in fact, Maya was just in here asking me, uh, is it time? Is it time yet? No, it's, it's probably like another hour until it's dinner time. It's like Maya thinks dinner time is an hour before dinner time, but that's because she loves Nutrisource chicken and rice. Oh. Look at Vinny. Vinny's power napping. He's checked dinner. out. It's like he's just <laughs> checked out. Stella gets mad. It's, she starts every day at four o'clock. It's dinner time, right? Like, it's dinner no, time, and I'm like, always the Nutrisource at five o'clock, Stella. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then the time changed, and she's like, "No, this is BS. You're an idiot. Give me my food." And, but you know what? She loves it, and she as she absolutely adores the training rewards treats which are not only good for her but they're healthy as well so yes nutrisource the way to go if you want a healthy and happy puppy yes uh the vinster uh the vinster in the flesh maya yes stella all all sorts of uh love for nutrisource Nutrisource pet food she's in the press box actually i have heard her you (laughs) stupid nutrisourcepetfoods.com to find a nutrisource retailer near you and so Something cool this week. So it's Give to the Max Day this Thursday. And here on Purple Daily and at Score North, we are partnering up with Secondhand Hounds, which is a nonprofit animal rescue based in Minnesota that provides safe shelter for our furry friends. 
proper veterinary care, daily necessities for animals at risk. They take in animals at risk. They take care of them, and they work hard to find a permanent loving home for those dogs at Secondhand Hounds. And so all week long at scornorth.com slash donate, we're encouraging all of you animal and dog lovers out there to pitch in however much you feel comfortable with at scornorth.com slash donate. Uh, and our friends at Nutrisource will be matching up to $1,000 raised. So we'd love to raise some money for a great cause. Secondhand Hounds, we're all dog guys on this show. And uh, we love when you bring your dogs on the show with you when you come on Vikings Ventline here. So uh, let's keep it going. Judd is at U.S. Bank Stadium. Declan is spinning all sorts of plates. And I'm just, uh, I guess, the organizer here. Who's next on Vikings Ventline? Let's go to Dez next here. Dez, what's up, man? How are you? Hey guys, been listening to you from Connecticut. Love you. Um, we love I you. Just have, I just have a couple of points I want to make. Really, the first one, watching that game, I was thinking about what Mackey always says. You know, I want to see the Vikings blow out a team and really put them down. And the fact that we couldn't do it, and I always thought it was a Kirk thing. I always thought it was him, you know, grinding his teeth, clenching his jaw, like not doing it. But I, I think it's a Kevin O'Connell thing. I think he. It's kind of like Kirk in that way, and that's why this marriage between the two has worked. So I think Kevin O'Connell really would probably go back to Kirk if it was at the right price. Um, really, the second point I wanted to make was I actually want to see Jaron Hall play once he's healthy because Josh Dobbs is great, and I think there's two scenarios with him. If he does really good, He's going to hit the open market and get a really big contract. We're not going to be able to afford him. And if he plays bad, then he's bad. Jaron Hall is under contract for a few years. So I'd rather see what he's got. And if Kevin O'Connell is this QB guru, let's get him to develop our in-house draft picks. Let, let him play. Thanks, yeah, I, Des, thanks for coming on. I could see a world where... Let's say they decide for whatever reasons, injury, age, that, hey, this is the end for Kirk. Thanks for six years. Really, really tough situation. I could see a scenario where they bring Josh Dobbs back on like a two-year deal for less than franchise quarterback money, but like more than backup money. Jaron Hall is already under contract, and they still draft a guy in like the late first round and just have three guys in the quarterback room that – Hey, may the best man win. San Francisco, Philadelphia, like they've both done that in the past. So if um, if Seen is going to be blamed as a Quasi pick, and I don't know if, if that was a Donatel pick or Quasi, but they definitely traded back. Addison, no question, was a KOC pick. I think that there would be a very good chance that, that, the, that the team would, especially if you can get Hunter re-signed, sign off on O'Connell picking a quarterback first round like that would make total sense and if Dobbs comes back and let, let's say you're drafting I don't know let's say you get one at 20 something um there would be a case to, to be made that Dobbs could come back and start allowing the first round QB to develop which I would have no problem with for up to a year after that it's that dicey because it's five years of team control so I don't want this in perpetuity but I could see a definite case where you try to pair uh, a veteran quarterback with a draft pick who's not a top five draft pick yeah. and see if you can develop that guy sort of behind the scenes for a soft watch at some point. Yes, yep. I agree. But this is, to me, this is all on can you get Hunter back? Because if yeah. you can't get Hunter back, 
Wanham's going to walk. I think Davenport has proven he can't stay on the field enough. I think then you got to look long and hard at defense and a guy that can rush from the edge. But if you get Daniel back, I think you put yourself in a pretty good position to do some experimentation at quarterback that you're confident in because the confidence in O'Connell quarterback-wise has to be super high right now. Yep. Let's keep rocking here. 45 minutes into uh, a Vikings victory celebration here on Vikings Ventline, Purple Daily YouTube channel. Dex, who's next? Uh, let's go to Vikings Gamer, 43-34. Viking Gamer. Hey, guys. What's up? Let's go, dude. What's going hey. on? Hey, so I got I got some bullet points. One, DJ Wanham looked really good today. He was actually really good. He came in when Hunter couldn't get in. Ivan Pace, the rush is fantastic. Two, Ty Chandler needs to be on the field more. We need to see more Ty Chandler. And also, today is pretty special. It was Veterans Day yesterday, and my grandpa's favorite team was San Francisco 49ers. He died recently this year. So it was really cool to see both teams kind of win. I wish we could have dominated more, but otherwise, yeah, pretty good day. Awesome, man. Viking Gamer, dude. Your your setup in there is pretty badass. What, Thank you. Uh, What's that, what's on the wall back there? Is that, uh, is that like a, like a painted wall or is oh it's like okay no, it's, Zelda? It's, it's no it's uh, it's actually the it's it's, uh, it's it's North Viking stuff. It's a tapestry. Dude, I love cool. that. We need there's yeah. some more ideas for Declan there. We can hang. A, <laughs> what if it was a blanket we could hang and then it's take it off little, after it's, the show? It's looking you know? a little plain, like yeah. Got to get some <laughs> got to get some color back there. Hey, thanks for coming on Viking Gamer four three three four. Let's keep rocking here. Judd, also in the press box, we should be able to spruce up the back of the press box. It's just purple uh-huh. walls. Do you think they care if we just started Wait, putting, on. like, surly logos what's your, up? What's, what's up here? Here we got a, there? not, an, there, exit. not go. an exit. This is not an exit. <laughs> and then on the Actually, other side be... here, we, we've got team history. Right. Okay. So, Almost like, it just there. so happens that I am in a in a boring purple uh, backdrop, but there is plenty of cool backdrops around uh, this is very first world problems, but there have been some Saturday, Sunday mornings that I've woken up, and all I've been thinking about is the omelet bar at the U.S. Bank Stadium press box. One of the best omelet bars. It was on today. I have it was on ever today. Experienced in my life. It was I on. Miss it dearly. Miss it. Dearly. Dude, I'll tell you what. I, I haven't done the pregame. Uh, I used to do the Metrodome pregame back in the day, where oh, it was like God, it was like the, the chicken fingers that had been out for like four hours. Like hockey pucks. And, yeah, but it was like the only food, so you just kind of yeah, you know, it was either yes. that or bring a granola bar but uh the last i'm mean, pretty much every home game this year i've been just perusing around the plaza perusing around tailgates and uh what's is it called the lodge the big like outdoor mm-hmm. like the glass uh bar out the there too. Zone. Yep. yep dude they do a they do a great job with their pregame setup there's that wells fargo lawn out there too oh yeah yep. it was a blast in fact i've been making I've been making a note every week to just chart like the favorite obscure Vikings jerseys that I see walking around pregame. Today we saw three Moeldy Moore jerseys. Three. Wow. Yeah. A Tyler Conklin jersey, a superstar Mike Morris jersey, number 68. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. EJ Henderson, and then uh, two different Michael Bennett jerseys as well today, walking around the plaza. Well, that's a throwback. So, how, how uh, strong was the Dobbs jersey representation. So I didn't see any actual Dobbs jerseys, but I did see three different people take their previous, like, Stefan Diggs. Like, some guy had a Stefan Diggs. And then did he change? No, because he was 14. He didn't change the number, but he there changed. There were teddies I saw. Some, yeah, there's people who are altering their tape, jerseys. Yeah, and Her then... masking tape one was put in front of the <laughs> Teddy five. 
I did <laughs> see one of those. So, but but apparently there are actually Dobbs jerseys in some of the like Vikings pro shops and stuff because Kevin yep. Seifert put a photo out. One they they took the Kirk jerseys away from the At Jeffersons TCL. and they put Dobbs next to Jefferson. How quickly we just forget about Kirk yeah. Cousins? Who's winning games for you? That's a question. Well, Kirk was before he got hurt. Well, and, now and, and Creed being played a lot here. So, so during the game, like you two would, would love this. That's Kirk's music being played, and it's that's a quarterback. It's like, like pregame or wrestling. during during the actual game? Um, during the actual game that they played Creed, and then yeah. at the end, I, I think when when it was official that the Vikings were going to win the game, they played Creed, and the fans started to sing along to "Can You Take Me Higher." Oh, yeah, I heard that. Amazing. So it's Kirk's music. You can hear it. Can you guys believe it? Uh, Coming off the top. That's become the rally. Josh Dobbs off the top row. Josh Dobbs is the one that's taking the Vikings higher in the NFC standings here. (laughs) Football life comes at you fast. Uh, All right. Who's next on Vikings Ventline? All right. Let's go to Jake next year on Ventline. Jake, what's up, man? Oh, you're just muted, Jake. You've got to unmute yourself on the the side here. How's that? There we go. Yeah, let's do it. First time, long time. Judd. I'm going to ignore the second half. Do you have a flag to wave? I don't because I'm in the press box and it'd be very unprofessional. Phil's got something, I think. Uh, I've got a koozie. And I've, oh, I have actually, you know what? I have a large blanket here. Hold on a second. There you go. There you go. What, you going to the beach? Yeah. There's like holes in it. <laughs> Looks like we're going to the Hasn't beach for the day. Hasn't been washed ever in five years. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So I'm choosing to ignore the second half here. In the first, yeah, screw the second half. Doesn't matter. That's the most fired up I've been in a while. And what's exciting is even for this year. I mean, this year is going to be great. But the culture that KOC is building is going to carry over into as long as he's a Vikes head coach. So I've got a hot take for you guys for next year if you'd like it. Let's go right now, Hit me. Jake. Right. Come on, Jake. Next year, Kirk Cousins going to come back for under ten million dollars and bring the Vikes to at least the NFC Championship. Whoa, whoa, Jake! That's a hot take right there. I like it. Under ten, so he's he's going to want to be a part of it so much. The Vikings are going to say, "Dude, like we can't. You're not going to make forty million with us. You're not going to make thirty. He says, "I want to be here. I'll play for eight. That's right. He loves Minnesota. His kids are in school here. Doesn't want to take them out. Kirk's a Minnesota guy through and through now. He's staying under 10. If that happens, I'm in. I'm in. What if Dobbs in? continues to play? What if Dobbs continues to play really well? Well, then we got a situation like the Saints where Derek Cargill, and you at least have Jameis who can come in. Right? Yeah, but you might, it's yeah. funny, you might have to pay. Dude, Jake, thanks for coming on, by the way. Love the hot takery right there. What's funny is you're going you're gonna to have to pay. Joshua Do- if Josh Dobbs plays like this, I'm not saying he's getting a Joe Burrow contract, but his agent's going to look at that Geno Smith contract, right? Absolutely, yes, absolutely. Say, say it's the same thing. My, in fact, in fact, Geno's older. Geno's like in his early 30s, so you could even make a case if you're the agent and say, "Well, my guy's, my guy's got more tread on the tires, so he's he's going to get more than 25 million a year." But O'Connell has spent his in, entire um, head coaching career here until now, going to the rest, going to his favorite restaurant and eating the same exact thing and it's pretty good he likes it and all of a sudden he went to atlanta and somebody brought him a a new meal that had just a whole bunch of different different um uh tasty things 
And he's like, oh, my God, this is really good, too. I've been I've been doing the same thing over and over and over. Why don't I expand but my horizons? there's other tasty foods right. out there. It's so like, they, but, but this is what I'm saying is, won't Kevin O'Connell also think, hold on a second here, too. And, and what if he says, I can get a better Josh Dobbs? Because, I mean, it's not Kirk's fault. Kirk can't be this guy. Like what we saw today, like what's the do, score do you of, think, this, okay, do you of think this game today? That's my question to you, because there's clearly throws, especially if you if we were to sit down 100%. with our guy Booney, right, and we were to look at the all 22. There are clearly plays that Dobbs isn't making that Kirk would make. There's yeah. throws, there's throws like that one throw that Dobbs skipped it on a third down, like Kirk completes that pass to a tight end. So yep. there's some plays in there, but there's also some plays in there that the Dobbs absolutely made the touchdown where he's scrambling for his life, right? I don't know that there's – is there an open throw that he missed and then he just took the hard way, which he did in Atlanta? So the things that Dobbs does that Kirk can't versus the things and the throws Kirk can make well, that Dobbs can't, where is that scale at? That's the question. 100%. And let me give you a little appetizer tease for next week or a couple weeks. You're going to add the filet Justin Jefferson back to this equation. What oh, yeah. can you do with that? What can you do with that? And potatoes point, Al Osborne are coming back, too, at some point. That's, that's the point. That's the point. So do you really want to be stuck with, with, with a really good side of broccoli? I enjoy broccoli myself. Yeah, I, love I broccoli. do, too. There's, I do, too. That's my point. Talking about, yeah, I, I do, too. I, I know I love broccoli, but my point is now I'm introducing all these different sides. It's like, Who's oh the broccoli my again? God. I've lost my way here. Who's the broccoli? I'm saying Kirk, I'm saying Kirk is like broccoli to me very oh. solid i like broccoli you're saying kirk I is like- broccoli and dobbs is a fillet no 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 i'm saying jefferson saying is a fillet. jefferson's the fillet jj is so i'm putting the fillet back in the meal with a different quarterback component got it okay i love Who the food I, I love the food analogy love it but broccoli i love too i'm with you guys on broccoli and especially Especially if you're trying to lose weight, you know, you can you can mix in oh, broccoli, God, yeah. you can mix in healthy, but you can also like live your life with our friends at Livia, right? Mm-hmm. Look at that guy right there down uh, 40 pounds now a couple of years ago, a guy that started to mix in broccoli, a guy who underwent a lifestyle change, but most importantly, didn't have to change his life. And do I have an offer for you right now? It is uh, their pre-Black Friday event. Join today and you're going to get 50% off your personalized program. You're going to lose up to 10 pounds in your first two weeks and up to 20 pounds or more before the calendar hits 2024. It's the best offer of the year and runs through Friday, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. Again, their best offer of the year. Get more details, L-I-V-E-A.com. Uh, you, you can join inside or outside the state because the whole thing can be done virtually. But I'm telling you right now, guys, lose weight instead of gaining it this time of year and get a great deal, too. 50% off a personalized program. Broccoli, not too bad. The Vikings playoff chances are now over 70% based on the research Declan brought us from, uh, was it 538 last week at 6-4? and four, Great conference record. The Lions are at this point, uh, up by two touchdowns on the Chargers on the road. So they might not get uh, to climb up against the Lions here, but we'll keep an eye on that. Who's next on Vikings Ventline? Let's go to Ian next year on Vikings Ventline. Hi, Ian. How are you? Hey, guys. Scout from Australia. Um, thanks so much for your passionate broadcasts uh, each week and your various shows. Um, I'm just excited. Dobbs is a great uh quarterback from a fan's point of view. And I love what Jed says about being a mobile quarterback. 
That's awesome. I'm so keen to see what he can do when JJ comes back. I think there's going to be yeah. some interesting combos there. And I think um, TJ Hawkinson's so underrated. I think he's improving week by week. Great to have him. I think he's a tough guy. Um, it's 5 a.m. I get to watch these games most weeks, so I'm so excited about the next two weeks at 12 p.m. my time. Yay! <laughs> um, so I'm going to trump Jake here and say I think we can go all the way. Super Bowl before we die, this could be the year. Skull! Ian from Australia, dude. Thanks for coming on, spreading some international what love. On this too. That's awesome, Ian. A little early, early rise in there. I love it, man. It's fun seeing uh, some of the international Vikings fans jump in here too, and just see that it's it's crazy how many Vikings fans are across the entire. And there's all sorts of bandwagon fans of like teams that win championships. Like, oh, there's a Patriots fans pop up out of nowhere, or Giants fans. Vikings fans haven't won a championship ever, or the Vikings haven't, and yet fans just sort of pop up from different countries, and it's super fun to watch. Uh, let's keep going here, Vikings Metline. All right, let's go to Joe next. Joe, what's up, man? Joe. Guys, what's going on? What's going on, Joe? Yeah, we got you, dude. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Dude, I'm so hyped up right now. This is the most hyped I've been since I can remember. Like, it's just so much fun, dude. Yeah, man. So what do you think? Like, I mean, you got the Kirk Cousins jersey on here, showing respect. Uh, how far can they go with backup quarterbacks here with Josh Dobbs? I mean, it feels kind of like a Lynn Sanity run, to be honest. You know, like maybe they get, <laughs> they get like maybe a playoff game out of this. But I, I'm training it kind of like a free roll. Because, you know, your season was like over after Kirk goes down. I'm just here for whatever happens at this point. Yeah. yeah. I love the, the It is kind of a Lynn Sanity thing. Joe with a great, uh, a great analogy. Thanks for coming on, man. Where it's like this dude takes the league by storm for one year and he's unstoppable. And then his career kind of fizzled. So. We'll and you were happens. one and four. You were one and four. Your season felt done with Kirk at the time. Yeah. Yeah, six and four now. Let's keep it rocking here on Vikings Ventline. I don't think we've heard from him all year. Paulford Skoll. Paul what Ford is Skoll. up, my guy? Walker, Texas Ranger. What's up, gentlemen? Dude. I am heading back from North Carolina, currently in South Carolina. I got the horses on behind me. Uh, <laughs> doing a little bit of cowboy mounted shooting. Got the... Jefferson shirt on. But, uh, hey, Mackie, I got something for you. What do you got for me? I'm Kenny Albert, and I'm live to you from the highway. I've got Jonathan. No, no, I'm I'm Kenny Albert. I'm Kenny Albert. You're not Kenny Albert. No, I'm Kenny Albert. (laughs) I'm Kenny Albert, and it's the Bears and the Packers from Lambeau Field. Oh, I missed you guys. How's everybody doing? Dude, we missed you too. We're doing uh, better than we were a month and a half ago, and we were trying to figure out, all right, uh, we're going to do mock draft shows in October, apparently. Screw this team. All right, and now so, there's hope. So the way I've got it lined up now is the NFL scriptwriters have done a good job with the Lions at the back half of the season to set up for some entertaining football. What do you think? What's going to happen? Well, it's setting up for another 2017. Case Keenum, Minneapolis Miracle. And what we've seen from this year's team, by the way, Pulford School, one of our favorites. Got to get you back on to write that down again sometime. We're, yeah. we're getting Good a little bit of a disconnecting connection there. But um, 
This the, the we haven't talked about this yet. This was supposed to be a letdown game. If you look at Vikings history, right? Big emotional win. Yeah. You know, yeah. just oh man, the Vikings have hit a new a new peak as they're climbing the mountain. And then the next week, okay, can you carry it over? And then like the Buffalo game last year, and then Dallas comes in and beats you a hundred to six or whatever the score was. You know, mm-hmm. he talks about the Minneapolis miracle. And then they waltz into Philadelphia. They did throw the first punch in that game, but that was the only punch that they threw, basically. So, like, today's game easily could have been a letdown. So whether it's Kevin O'Connell or the locker room players, whatever it was, or maybe it was, part of it was the Saints, too, coming out kind of flat. They, they probably added to the cause some bad penalties. But impressive to just not have an emotional letdown in this game today. And don't, don't sleep on uh, Flores and this defense, too, because to me that's a huge part of it. Like, they set a tone pretty consistently now which is really impressive, which you did not get. You know, part part of the reason, along with the disappearing offense at times a year ago, that this team had to come back so much, I thought, was the defense got pushed around. And they made some plays, but they got pushed around a lot. You know, and don't give up too many, you know, don't give up a big play. And it's like they never, when, when in 2022 did you feel like the defense came out and threw a punch? This they didn't. Defense, they were actively not punching, they, yeah. Right. This this defense comes out in games and throws punches. I mean, Carr didn't have a chance. Carr looked hopeless today. And that's a credit to to the blitzes. It's a credit to the fact that I think the Saints thought in the first half that Flores was going to blitz a ton and he actually didn't. He pulled yeah. back. Like Dude. the like this is so this defense, I can't say this enough, is so well coached and I think players have rallied around that in a huge way. Have you guys seen that video? It's like it's become a meme. It's like people have turned into a gif of Jameis Winston doing uh, like the tackling dummy passing drill where he's like he's like got two assistant coaches just like smoking him with with like pads. And he's like cranking his shoulders and then just like throwing bombs down the field. That's that was the second half of that game today. Just Jameis Winston just dodging traffic left, right, left, right, closes his eyes, throws a ball down the field. Olave caught a couple of them, and so did the Vikings. <laughs> well, but it, those two picks he threw were just so desperation, and they weren't desperate yet. But anyway, I thought that when Carr was in this game, and he's obviously the quarterback that they game plan for, I mean, the Vikings were just punching the Saints. I mean, they did not have a chance. And, and look, the Dobbs story is great. A lot of the things about what the offense has done the last two weeks is great. But I think the backbone of this team is that defense, which is amazing to say. Yeah, it's sort of, you know, the amount of times they've held opponents under 20. I haven't compared it to last year, but I feel like they only did it like three times maybe last year. Maybe Declan can look that up. Um, All right, let's keep rocking here on Vikings Ventline. Don't you have it? All right, I think Vikings fan 47 is waving the flag here. Uh Waving the flag, Phil. Hold on. He's waving the flag. Phil, Phil, I think you're fine. I think you're okay, Phil. He's got him. Oh, amazing. Fellas, love it. Dude, what's going on? My wife has a take. She's out there. She's like, no. (laughs) She's like, I'm not doing it. It's early. (laughs) This is my daughter. I guess Vikings fan is three years old. She's a little bashful. Hi. Say hello, Rose. There you go. So my wife's take is sign Joshua Dobbs to a two-year deal, eight to ten million a year, with heavy incentives, and pick up a few more players 
and draft a QB. Let's go! Let's go! Dude, that's like, you see those like, dude, Vikes fan 47. Thanks for coming on. You see those, like those American flags outside of Perkins restaurants where it's like the flag is bigger than the restaurant. That's the size of that Vikings flag. I feel like (laughs) that was a great flag, man. That was You're going to have to step your flag game up when you get home. Yeah. After seeing this. I'm going to have to buy a new one. (laughs) All right. Who's next on Vikings vent line? Yeah, a few more left here. We'll go to uh, Herschel next. Herschel, what's up, dude? And, and another flag waiver. We have a Herschel W on the yeah. show here. Herschel W. Can you guys you guys hear me? Yeah. Yes, we got you. Here's a flag for you, Judd. I know your shoulders got tired last week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wave it. Wave that thing. Flags of all sizes here on Vikings. There you there go. go. Yeah. Keep there waving. you go. Thank you. Yeah. Well done. I'll just... I just wanted to say uh, Dobbs looked pretty good out there. There's a few passes that scared me, the one that almost got picked off. Um, If he can clean up his passing game, I mean, our offense is looking pretty legit. Yeah, it's – dude, thanks for coming on, you guys. Herschel, appreciate the flag waving there too. Um, He's not the polished passer that Kirk is, and – I think we all sort of, not all of us, but it's okay. The first game was the crisis game because mm-hmm. Kevin had to navigate through the headset and okay, but now he's got a week of practice. Yeah, a, a week of practice in an NFL regular season where all these other teams have had, you know, going back to OTAs and mini cams. And so it's not, if these people complaining about the second half and maybe I'm just like going off social media. Oh my God. The what, but what happened in the second half? What do you mean? What happened in the second half? They're on a fourth string quarterback with their two of their top three wide receivers hurt. TJ Hawkinson's got ribs coming out of his body. Like you, you thought they were just going to score 50 points in every game going forward. Pets heads are falling off. Oh, O'Connell, of course O'Connell, they're going to go through some O'Connell slow got a little conservative though. So I, I get, get that. I'm okay. more, I'm more concerned about the conservative play calling than how Dobbs played. Like, there's nothing about Dobbs' play that concerns me. I just want Kevin to keep the gas pedal down a little bit more, and it felt like he came off of it too much. I What I'd love to know, and maybe maybe we'll hear about this sort of in the post game and tomorrow, did Kevin go conservative because, oh, we got to protect the lead, and it was just like a classic coach being conservative, or did he see some things? Because, you know, Dobbs – Dobbs tries to turn the ball over sometimes. He's super fun to watch, but he's he's a right. little bit more reckless than Kirk is, just the nature of how he plays, right? Did Kevin see and sense some things? Okay, the Saints are making some adjustments. My guy knows more of the playbook now, but he doesn't know everything yet. And so let's just let's save him from himself a little bit here. We think we can win this game without going too crazy. Let's try to run the ball. I think their goal was let's just jam the ball down the Saints' throats in the second half and let's run it. Let's run it. Yep. And I, I appreciate the sentiment, but they still haven't been able to get their running game going for, you know, a full three hours. I was a little bit surprised. Do, what were Dobbs' carries in the second half himself? Uh, I'll have to look it up. Do you it. have those? Maybe maybe De- Declan can look, Declan, look that up. Declan, right. do you have those at your disposal? Yeah. Eight <laughs> carries overall for 44 yards. I don't recall what the, what okay. the split was. 
By the way, Kevin O'Connell at the podium said on the Vikings' offensive struggles in the second half, quote, it's totally on me. I got to give our guys a better opportunity to move the ball, end quote. That's a okay. summary. Yeah. Okay. I agree with that. There you I, go. I agree. I will say this. The positive is this. If this game is the Ty Chandler game where, where we transition to him playing more, which he definitely did, that is a overall positive. And Madison got concussed, so he, he might not be available a week from tonight in Denver anyway. But if we are to a point now where it's going to become a committee a little bit more or a lot more, because the Madison thing, I don't know what else you have to see to declare as constructed until today. It's just not working. Yep. Let's keep so today felt here. good about that. Vikings Vent Line, Purple Daily YouTube channel. We had a couple guys with pups here. We'll, we'll start with Robert. Hey, guys, how's it going? Robert, what's going on, man? I got to say that this is a really good win, man. It seems like uh, things are moving positive. Um, a little concerned with uh, the, the defense at the end, but, you know, I think we can move forward. Yeah, it got a little shaky there, and thank you, Robert, for coming on here. It got a little shaky, and Jameis Winston looked like he might actually just close his eyes and throw a touchdown pass to tie it. But you know, but that's the thing: games are gonna games are gonna look ugly for chunks for most NFL teams. So I'm trying to parse apart like there's a well, certain level of like ugliness, and other teams are gonna score versus like things that need to be fixed going forward. You know. Yeah, here's my question, too. So Carr gets hurt, and, like, Carr had done nothing, right? Winston comes in. Now, you've game-planned for Carr. Jameis Winston is a different, very different QB. Jameis Winston makes throws. That throw, I mean, it was a dumb throw, but it was incredible. Across his body for the touchdown um, was an absolutely nuts throw. So he makes that throw. It's caught. Touchdown, right? But that's the same guy, then, who sabotaged himself with two terrible picks so if, if Jameis Winston had started today and had come back and won I'd be much more concerned I think when you replace Carr with Winston and Winston's going to do some incredibly cool things athletically but then some stupid things as well I guess I'm not as down on defense because I think they basically just try to in some cases hold on with help from Winston who indeed yeah. did help them in the last quarter all right, let's Something. keep it going here. Vikings Vent Line, Purple Daily YouTube channel. All right, is it, is it Steven or is it Stefan? Stefan. Stefan. Oh, Thank you guys. From Toronto, man. Love you guys. Uh, it's her first time on the show. She's a big Vikings fan. Who's a good girl? Oh, yeah, I was a very good girl. Um, She's like, that was, that was great, but it was, it was so frustrating in the second half because it's just, why can't you – you know, pardon the expression, but why can't you curve stop people? You know, the way you should. And they had an opportunity to, to just put it away and like you know, Josh Dobbs slip. It is what it is. But just overall, they had an opportunity to put this away and to be convincing. Um, to have a convincing win. And it, it was convincing, but it wasn't as convincing as it could have been. Yeah. And that's, that's my frustration. So, yeah. 
I think we might have a dog date happening during yeah. your Stefan. Yeah. Stefan bringing some yeah. good some good Vikings takes. Well, we that, have like a, a virtual dog date happening here. Is that the Vinster? That's the, the Vinster. Vinster. Yeah, the Vinster. The Vinster. Look at the camera, Vinny. Her her nickname sometimes <laughs> is the Keister, which I, I understand has you know overtones, but not really. You know, long distance relationships okay. yep. can be tough. You know, they can be tough. Yeah. Her, so difficult, and she's she's happy to have. She'll take all, you know, any kind of relationship she can get. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Stefan, thanks for coming on, and Keister, appreciate you guys. Oh man, Vinny was uh, Vinny was testing out that microphone there too. Yeah, he was. Like he it, he really knows how uh, how it works with the licking and and the yawns. You gotta gotta be a little better. Did you do it? Yep. Yeah, he watch, watches his dad every day. Mm-hmm. Who do we got next on Vikings Vent Line here? All right, let's go to Demarco next year. Demarco, Demarco guys, man. a sweet jersey. Oh, hey, you guys see the jersey? This guy, you know what? Sweet. We paid him. We were talking about him earlier this season. Like, should we have paid him? Uh, but you know what? He stepped in. We saw it. He took the hits. He took the licks. And it's worth the money of what we're paying, guys. Guys, I'm enjoying myself on a nice, crisp day. I'm enjoying it with my good stepdad here. He's he's getting the Kingsford rocking. Oh, let's go. I'll tell you what. We're getting it nice. rolling. That, hey, that's what that's what Josh Dobbs is. That's Josh Dobbs. He was cooking oh, today. Just cooking, cooking, yeah. No question <laughs> about it. Second half, second half, you know, it is what it is, but... Again, we were playing a solid defense again. And if you can show up and show out and do that, you know, let's just keep it rocking, see what we're rolling. Guys, I'm on, I don't know what I really want to say right now, but I'll tell you what. Keep Skull alive, Skull to the ball. If he is an aerospace engineer and can take us to the moon, he's going to take us to the Super Bowl. Let's, let's go. go. To the ball. Las Vegas. Sin City. Keep it rocking, ride the wave. It is what it is. It's gonna be ups, it's gonna be downs. But you know what? It's a blessing in disguise. Let's go, let's go. DeMarco, thanks for closing nice, us out here, man. That's a great two trips great this message. year, boys. Sin City, two trips. I saw possible. your tweet. Very they're going in December and maybe they're going back in February. That's gonna be great. Dude, we're heading toward here in a month from now. We're gonna get the Wolves winning the uh, NBA in-season tournament in Vegas. And yep. then like the day after that, Vikings beating Raiders. All setting up for a pass. And then, and then going back to Vegas. Going back to Vegas. Let's going go. back to Vegas. Can you imagine <laughs> that place rocking with Vikings fans? Yes, Ooh, I can. Boy. Yes, I can. Amazing. Uh, any final <laughs> thoughts from you guys here before? And by the way, we have tomorrow, we're going to be live again on the Purple Daily YouTube channel at 9 o'clock a.m. Central Time. We've got multiple Purple Daily shows for you tomorrow and throughout Tuesday. Booney's going to help us break down what was happening in the trenches. Some really interesting plays to break down with him. But just final thoughts, Judd, from the stadium before we say goodbye here. Um, I felt like at the outset of today's game in the stadium, there was excitement, but it was a pretty sedate crowd, right? It's week 10. It's the Saints. It's not that sexy. Um, That first half, though, this place was rocking. It was awesome. And I do think that there is a feeling about this team right now that I have not experienced since 2000. 17, dare I say, which to me is incredible. You were 0-3. You were 1-4. Your season was in the toilet. And it's like, this is a separate year. It's just, it's unbelievable. But anyway, 
Um, I sense the excitement from the fan base now is just huge and they're engaged. And that's a credit to a lot of folks starts with O'Connell crazy for the Dobbs trade. So this is now officially gone from being bummer to a lot of fun. Yeah. It's, it's been fun to see that 20, I think the 2017 comparison is interesting. Cause like, yes, this Vikings defense is playing better, but that team was relied on the defense with the complimentary offense. Now it, it feels the roles are reversed to a degree, right? Like the offense is good and it's to got a, a complimentary defense. To a degree, to a degree, but I mean this defense, man, I'm telling you, don't well, sleep. I mean, on but like there. the twenty seventeen defense right. like records and it was and, the best defense it, in the NFL yes, that yes, year. Yes, it wasn't yeah. even yes. like this is a good defense, but it, it that's how they won games in twenty seventeen was with complimentary offensive play and stout defense. Yeah. But I do like yeah, this defense too. There's a step to go for sure before this defense would get to the 2007. And that 2017 defense had like a shutdown corner in Xavier Rhodes. But it is impressive how if you take away those first three games where they were trying to figure out how to operate the Brian Flores. I bet you if we were to look at the defense after the third game or after the second game, like whenever they started to dial it in, it's top 10 in a lot of categories. It's top 10 in some categories, even including the bad start defensively. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think my main takeaway is just I'm so impressed with how Kevin O'Connell has kept this thing together after an 0-3 and 1-4 start. The culture that they're building here, the fact that you can take away this established, really good veteran pocket-passing quarterback that's been pretty much the every-snap guy since the beginning of the 2018 season. You, you take him out of this thing and you put someone in who wasn't even on the team two weeks ago and they can have their highest scoring offensive output last week, and then they were a field goal away from having their second highest scoring output. I think it becomes their it was their third highest scoring game with twenty seven points. They had they lost uh, and scored twenty eight points to the Chargers. I think it was early in the season. So they can just plug a dude in and keep scoring an average of thirty points a game. It's super impressive, and we're excited to see where this thing goes here as your uh, Vegas as baby. Your, yeah. As Vegas. your leaders here on Purple Daily of whatever bandwagon this this is, Elvis, <laughs> Elvis man, that's where we're going, dude. I don't think Vegas. he's been there for like fifty years. Yeah, doesn't matter. He symbolizes <laughs> it. I love he symbolizes Judd's, it. Judd's thought with Vegas oh, is it like the spear? It's no, it's Elvis. <laughs> it's Elvis Presley, man. Blue Christmas without you. Nope. Oh my God, that's what it's all about. Amazing man. Well. If you want to hear Judd, if you want to see Judd dress up in an Elvis jumpsuit and uh, hear him sing Elvis tunes, you better hope the Vikings keep winning here. Thank you, guys. If they make it, I'm, I, that's exactly what I'm doing. Okay. I'll, I'll do a whole show in the Elvis costume. <laughs> okay. You're you're on, for better or worse. You're on. Exactly. Thank you, guys, for hanging with us here. Vikings win 6-4 and four record after an 0-3 and 1-4 and start. Judd from the stadium, Declan and Phil, we'll see you guys tomorrow morning on Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die.